1: Woo! The kids do big sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now?
0: Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mister a And joining me is the man, the myth, the reality, Q. Flow. Flow the rookie.
1: You. What up, everybody?
0: We are here. I'm about to say, don't give me a different opening, day. Yeah, I know, you know, we came back off holiday, but um, you know, don't <laughs> don't. I don't like different. I don't like different. You don't like change, neither do I. <laughs> and also, uh joining join us on on the podcast today is also my wife, the greatest catch lady, sketch.
2: What's
0: going on, y'all? So, guys, uh, first of all, welcome back from the holiday. hope everybody enjoyed, you know, the Thanksgiving. I mean, we have seen each other, you know, since then. Since last time you heard the podcast, yes, we was on a little holiday break. But now, uh, we're about to go on another one because Christmas is coming up. But we got a pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. plus Tomorrow. The of Sunday. Tomorrow. tomorrow, Yes, this Sunday. That I didn't even know was coming up. And I was like, oh, damn, i got to find a way to watch that. So... Uh, we're going to talk about that, but before we get the predictions, man, make sure uh you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com, the Dutch company we are a part of, and check out the content that they have up there already, as in the Little Pop, the Little Pop Horror, Horror Show, and both sides, and also, even though it's on high end, still check out the Mark and Dark Show, because we plan on having Mark and Dark back for our uh, end of the year Nerdgasm Talk podcast, so that would be great entertainment right there. Then make sure you check out all our content on there as well the No Gimme See the Wrestling podcast, the, no, uh, the Nerd Gangster Talk podcast, Turntable, Sip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drugs Dog Silver Tongues. All your great content. We're on all the, all the podcast apps, of course Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Working on trying to get on Spotify and Anchor. So we're working on that as well. And if you guys are still on YouTube, check out YouTube Premium. It has a free trial going on. They, they always try to give you this free trial. But... If you have Google Play, you should have YouTube Premium already. Also, it's holiday time. If you guys are enjoying us, I want to make you guys go on SpacesFilly.com and make sure you get yourself some Nerd Coalition apparel. You got the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast t shirts up there as well, along with the Nerd Gas to Talk Podcast with new designs coming in 2020. But we're not done yet because also the man, my co host, the myth and the reality got that war drum album that is on fire right now got the twelve thousand streams i am sitting there blasting layover like it's about to go out of style mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I, yeah agree with me look i'm telling you right now q layover is the second most played song in my whole song playlist right behind good morning sunshine
1: oh wow
0: that's love
1: we be out love.
0: You know what I'm saying? I I I blasted. I was in the car driving to see my brother in the hospital. With My other brother in the car blasting the Leo. He was like, "Who was this?" I said, "Don't worry about it. I want you to finish listening." That's <laughs> what I told him. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. I he get on my fucking nerves. Yeah. I can't
0: stand you Oh no, man! Look, if, if 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 I like something, I want y'all to know. If I like something, y'all gonna know I like it. <laughs> and that's cool. It's going cool to be played there. So the layover. I'm in love with that because they got the layover gear. Also, along with the Q Flow merchandise. If you want to bundle up for Christmas, man, man. If 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 you want to prepare for the jump in 2020, oh, make sure you name. out I gotta there. Go get
2: my layover
0: gear. Let you got your layover gear, your Q Flow gear. You know, say so you you got you got all that. It's am getting
2: cold, man. Go get you a hoodie. I'm poor. Okay. <laughs> you know what?
0: Well, he's <laughs> flying way
2: Shut up start
0: yeah. Not that much time. You feel And the sad thing is, he still got his support. Oh, dropping the bars oh on. Oh my God,
1: dropping guy. all the bars.
0: <laughs> no, see, that's, that's what happened you listen to the album frontwards and backwards. You- so, okay? So TLC is on Sunday tomorrow, guys, and then so we really did not have time. David really just like threw the card together, And said, "Here you go. This, this is what we got here." So there's no pre-show matchup. And obviously, I did not go see Raw because Raw sucked. I definitely, I didn't SmackDown last week because I was I was done with the dog dog food thing.
2: That was nonsense.
0: So, when we're recording this, I will be putting up a SmackDown review from what happened yesterday. I heard it was actually pretty decent, especially the whole uh, Bray Wyatt Miz thing. So, we're going to go over the matches real quick and give our predictions real quick of what we think is going to happen. So, to start off with let's, let's, let's get uh, the Viking Raiders which Q has on his fantasy is uh, oh, yeah. doing an open challenge for the Raw Tag Team Championships first of all I want to ask who is the open challenge and who is going to win so I'm going to start off with you q Ah, uh, alright
1: it's a pay-per-view it's the open challenge uh, I'm trying to think if I I don't think it'll be AOP. I, I have don't two think theories. It'll be AOP. I'm be I, Because I don't really have a clue, I'm just tossing one out into the wind, and it's going to be the return of my boys. The you,
0: you know what? Because the thing is, I had the same theory. I say because AOP don't need the titles right now because if AOP challenged them for the championships, they have to win.
1: Mm-hmm. They have to, yeah.
0: And I'm like, the Viker is... You know they don't need that loss right now. But AOP needs to be dominant, so you you don't want to. You probably want to save that match for like Rumble or even WrestleMania, because uh, you know uh, AOP versus uh, the the Viking Raiders. However,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I can see the Usos coming back because they can at least give you a good match and still lose, right? Because they won't win the championships, but they'll give them a good match. So I was there because I I swear if it's like a Hawkins or Ryder, rider type thing. I'm like, well, that was a way. See, no, but I feel like it's
1: going to be one of them, it's going to be one of random made-up teams. Same. Or it might be the OC.
0: You know what, I, I think about because the OC is not on the show. A lot of Raw is not on the show, believe it or not. Right. So, y- you know what, it it could be, okay, so what should you go with, OC or Usos? I'm going with the,
1: I'm going
0: with the Usos. I'm going to be happy. Okay. <laughs> I, I may, I may, I may as you said it I may edge out With that OC What about you Ladies I'm
2: gonna go With the Usos Cause they've been Saying they don't Have nothing really To do with them And I feel like If it was just If it was Anybody who's Already there They could've just Said we'll challenge You to the title So make it an Open challenge Then the Usos Can come back It's the whole thing
0: Yo if Jimmy Fuck up again If I'm Jay, i <laughs> I'm shooting him In his kneecap
2: I concur I concur Shoot him right In the, I'm with in the kneecap
0: yeah, so you can't drive nowhere. I'm going to say, because, bro, you're you messing up my career. For
2: real.
0: <clears throat> so, next up, we have a singles match, which should be pretty good. Alistair Black takes on Buddy Murphy. So, Buddy Murphy says he's not scared of going to Alistair Black's door. And, obviously, we have not seen Alistair Black in a meaningful match since his match with Cesaro. And it was a at Extreme Rules. but Wasn't it cute when we was at there?
1: Uh, Which match?
0: Cesaro versus uh, Alistair Black.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it right was yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. That's the last I, time I had I
0: had uh I had Survivor series in my head for some
1: reason.
0: No, I think that's the last time we we, we seen a meaningful match for Alistair Black. So I have Alsa Black be Buddy Murphy, but in a very good matchup. Late it's situation. gonna be a very good matchup. Um I get no points for this,
1: unfortunately.
0: But uh I got Black I, winning. You say you got Murphy winning? No, I said I got black one. Oh, got black it.
2: You know I got my yeah. my guy.
0: Come on, why'd you even ask that question? Okay, we got all else black going around the table. Uh, in a tables match, we have Rusev taking on Bob Lashley <laughs> with Lana.
2: Bob rude.
0: Uh, this came from the divorce segment on Raw, <laughs> oh where God. Rusev put Bobby Lashley through a table, which Bobby Lashley said, "I'm going to get married to you, Lana after."
1: Uh, This divorce, thing is God, I final. can't wait till this is over.
2: I can't wait for the storyline to be done, bro. I really,
1: I've been be punching Lana's head off too on Twitter, man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yo, he been really going Damn. at her. It's so horrible. It's funny. I've been punching her
1: head off, man. She is
0: annoying. <laughs> well, there's some other news between Lana and Bobby that shit that's been going on, but I'll get to that later. So, I want to start off first. I got last Lashley winning. Same. I got last. Um, I, got, I don't want it I got to be, win. I don't want Lashley to win because that means the, the storyline continues, Same,
1: but,
0: but yeah. I see I mean, it continuing.
1: I was about to say, if we go by your rules,
0: yeah, you look I, strong yeah, on TV, you lose the because he's been, he's
1: been, yeah, Russo's been looking strong on TV, except for like, I don't know, what yesterday maybe, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I, was, I, I got last year winning. because I really think this is going to go into, like, the Royal Rumble. As long as it don't do WrestleMania, I'm good. Because if it's, like, a thing like Ruse, Lana and Rusev get back together at WrestleMania, it's not a Macho Man Miss Elizabeth thing. It don't have that we same don't kind care. of power. We
2: don't
0: care. I mean, it, as soon as the cameras go off, y'all going back to fucking anyway, so. Right. Is what it is. So, yeah, I got Bobby Lashley winning the Taylor's match. Then we got... In a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the Women's Tag Team Championships, the Kabuki Warriors. Okay. Taking on Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, which is weird because the Kabuki Warriors, the champions, is the ones that challenge the challengers to the match. Which scares me, mm-hmm. but Q-Flair. There is no
1: reason, there is no reason no, no, they no. should be losing these belts.
0: So I'm going to start with you. Who do you have win this matchup?
1: Kabuki
0: Warriors I want the Kabuki Warriors to win so bad because one they're on, they, they on my draft but two i th- I've enjoyed the Kabuki Warriors ever since they've got more TV time and they've been made more threat but the way this thing planned out you know it's going to Becky and Charlotte that
2: doesn't make any fucking sense there's no reason Becky needs two belts again
0: I agree with you but look at how how, how, how they is looking the
1: she's not even doing she's not even doing anything with the first belt. This is very
2: true.
0: Ka- the, the the uh Kabuki Warriors have been whooping Charlotte and Becky's ass weeks on TV.
2: Surely have, and I've been losing points. Okay.
0: Charlotte, they, they, they beat Charlotte in a handicap match. They uh they had to get DQ in the Becky Lynch uh handicap matchup. They beat Becky. They beat Charlotte one one. Like I mean. They have been dominating these women and then on top of that, they the challengers cha- I mean the, the champions challenged them. It should be Becky and Charlotte challenging the champions, but they did. So that means they're showing the, the arrogance about them. And look, Charlotte and Becky's the only two horsemen that have not had the belt yet. <sighs> Bailey and Sasha
2: had it. Why did we why did they even do these titles if we were gonna do it like this?
0: So you already know Bailey and Sasha had the belts. Charlotte and Becky gotta have the belts now. Would they have them long? Probably not. But I see them win the belts, unfortunately, on the Kabuki Wars. Because the storyline leading up to now makes no sense. And you're not going to have your your top women's champion. And of course, Charlotte Flair began getting their ass handed to him for a whole month straight, including the pay per view. So unfortunately, I, I, I gotta go with Charlotte and Becky.
2: Even though I would get points from this, I do not want this to happen. Yeah. I just don't. I can't deal. Like, why are we doing this? I just feel like for what? I okay. <laughs> I don't have much to offer I mean, than that.
0: I, I, don't. I, I, I mean, I think the match is going to be good.
2: The match will make will probably be great. I just, I'm. It doesn't make sense. Why are we slapping teams together and giving them belts? Why do we keep doing this?
1: Well, that's what I'm
0: saying, man. Uh, I mean, well, one, they don't have enough women for a tag division. On, on its own, unfortunately. So unfortunately, we we are stuck with the slapping these women together. It's
2: not just the women though. It's it's men and women, but still.
0: I mean, I I agree. Can't get mad at I do agree. But I I I want the Kabuki Warriors to win, and I hope I'm wrong. But I think Charlotte and Becky will win this. Trash.
2: Trash.
0: Uh. In a ladder match for the SmackDown Tattoo Championships, we got the New Day taking on the Revival. It was supposed to be the New Day taking on Dolph Ziggler and Bob Rude, or Robert or Roode. but the problem is he got busted. Glorious. He got busted
2: for that glorious juice.
0: Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. suspended for 30 days. I'm like, oh, that damn almond butter. So now we got the revival taking their place. Uh, I heard that Dash Wilder had a. a uh, a botch on spanked he was walking out back because he turned over the side.
2: Oh, I saw the clip. Damn, so hard. So yeah. hard. It was looking at him like, "What the hell? <laughs> I mean, that
0: was funny. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I gotta go back and watch. It I heard. Funny. I heard it was. It was. It was funny. So, uh, I like ladder matches, and I think the New Day are going to excel in ladder matches. I have the New Day retain the championships here. What about you, Kufa?
1: I got the new day winning.
2: I want to yeah. be a contrarian and just say the revival, just for shits and no you don't. But I'm gonna say the new day.
0: Yeah, I. I have a- no
2: skin in this game, so I don't really care.
0: <laughs> Fair. <laughs> n- <laughs> n- Wait, nobody picked the new day, have they? No.
2: No? Nope. <laughs> what the hell? I'm a-
0: that's fucked up, man. How we doing this new why. day? Because I'm scared. That's why.
2: I had to, you know what? I might drop Charlotte and kick pick up the do that because she has been losing me points.
1: Man. Oh, hold on okay. now! We were told we are not allowed to do that before a pay per view. You mean, have me, to wait. I said I, I said my. You have to wait. Yes.
2: Find Jesus Christ! Yes. He
0: he he's here. He's present.
2: You you know what? Listen. You keep going with your show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so I, I, got new, I got New Day Uh, Retaining here cause, I mean, I, Even if it was Dolphin Rue I, I biasly would went with Dolphin Rue But I already knew that wasn't going to you know Take the place of anything Yeah, he
2: definitely wouldn't have won if it was them
0: So, time for our two main event m- matches So we got Bray Wyatt Taking on The Miz in a non-title matchup Mr. Rogers, Bray Wyatt <laughs> Mr. Rogers, So Bray Wyatt. They had a good segment on Smackdown, I heard, because, uh, showing that the Miz in his new house, quote, unquote, and then, Maurice calls Miz over, and, and on the baby monitor, you see, uh, Melrose Sky playing with the, puppets from the, the, the Firefly Funhouse.
2: Melrose Sky?
0: What's her name?
2: I think it's Monroe. M- Monroe, I mean, there we go. Monroe Sky.
0: M- M- Monroe, so I said Melrose, good lord. Okay. Uh, M- Monroe Sky, so you see her, her, in the crib, playing with the the toys for the fire the for fire house and the Miz goes and, and rushes up there. Now, I have not seen the full skit, but I did hear that you know he did some a lot of things a man with kids wouldn't do. So, I mean, why am I not surprised?
2: Wait, what
0: happened? I didn't see. I didn't see the skit. Well, so, say, who did that? The the Miz did. If I say oh. man, yeah. Uh, so then there's this little fiend puppet or doll in the crib with Monroe. Wow. So, the storylines are getting interesting and it's the first time we're going to see uh, Bray Wyatt taking on The Miz in his Mr. Rogers persona. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to start with you, Lady Sketch, since you do have The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. Who wins the match?
2: I think... I hate to say this. I think that The Miz is going to win because Mm -hmm. he's not The Fiend.
0: Mm.
2: I don't know. I and I, I you know, I don't want to say. I don't want to see that happen because I have points on the line. But I don't know. Does I he
0: wrestle know. in a red sweater?
2: I think he would. I really think he should.
0: No, I think he No, I think he should wrestle, no, wrestle in the muscle band dance gear, the workout gear. Wouldn't that be with the fanny pack? With I, the fanny pack.
2: Yes. I mean, I feel like you get hot wrestling in a sweater. But then again These fools be walking around Wrestling in Tim's In jeans so No
0: Doing some urban use.
2: Okay <laughs> I don't know I, I, I do
0: sidekicking Dakota Kai and Tim's at, get, Cause she that's hood pretty
2: That's okay. pretty funny But I Unfortunately Have the Miz winning
0: Okay q Flow.
1: Um I got the Fiend winning
0: Uh well, I get it It, it is Bray Wyatt It's you not got the got Fiend it.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, it's Bray Wyatt, but I don't see a reason why he should lose just because he's not, and I mean, his alter ego.
2: I feel like uh, they want to set him up like
0: Tim Balor. Well, I have it like this. I do agree with my wife in saying the Miz is going to win, but she didn't dig that deep enough to what I'm thinking of because it's not a title. So mm-hmm. he's not going to lose a title. Yeah. But where's Daniel Bryan? The last time we see Dale Bryan, the Fiend was ripping out his hair.
1: Ah, uh, you know what? Yeah. What type of match are they in?
0: It's a regular match, one-on-one. So,
1: if... Dale Bryan, okay, because here's the thing. I don't know if you've seen it, but somebody put out a list, and it was like, every time the Fiend went against somebody... I know it's not the Fiend, but it was like, every time the Fiend went against somebody, excuse me, he changed them back. So it was like, he uh, made Finn Baller a heel again. He made... uh. Seth Rollins a like, heel again. Um, he kind of made he, Jerry
0: Lawler here on commentary booth. Stop.
1: Yeah. So, so, I, I feel like Daniel Bryan is going to return tomorrow.
0: That's what's I saying. don't know
1: whose side he's going to be on, but he's going to return tomorrow. I don't know how it's going to affect the match, but, but
0: it's going to happen. Look, I'm saying this. I heard this good theory. I'm thinking that Bray, uh, Daniel Bryan returns because I don't know if did that hair he I don't know if he'll cut his hair or cut his beard. But he's going to come back, and he may help out the Miz to beat to beat him to beat Bray Wyatt, I can see that. which brings the Fiend and and Daniel Bryan with that one more match at the Rumble. Cause that's what they're waiting for. You save it for the big, uh, for the big pay per view, which is the Rumble. So you can have the Fiend and Daniel Bryan again at the Rumble, or if the Miz picks up a win on Bray Wyatt, he is qualified for a title shot, so you can do a triple threat. So that way, Bryan would even have to lose. That's true. So there, there's there's a lot of things that you can you know go off by this way, and I I'm gonna give that credit to that theory of sound monster, uh, sounds off because I'm not gonna take credit for that anyway. I just said on his pocket. I was like that that sounds right because he definitely was ripping his hair up two weeks ago, and we haven't seen Dale Bryant since. So uh, I'm curious to see how how it's gonna be. Your main event.
2: Damn main event already.
0: Yeah, it's only seven matches on the card so far.
2: Okay, go ahead. For, for,
0: by the time we're recording this, Roman Reigns, oh,
2: God.
0: the big dog, uh, who the big dog was unleashed this past Friday, taking on yeah. King Corbin. And
2: what, a dog food match?
0: Close. A TLC match. I
2: imagine you said
0: close. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so, uh, we've seen the whole angle with the dog food. And you know what? At first I was like, okay, I haven't seen somebody get handcuffed. I know he's gonna handcuff and they're just gonna wail on him like they did Jim uh Jay Uso knew they with the Kendo Sixes whooping his ass with the if Kendo six. There stands. was a, if
1: there was any time to bring them Uso's
0: back. <laughs> exactly. Because near not a nobody came out to help Roman at all. I was wondering I was like,
2: is anybody gonna come? No. Which no. which
0: on SmackDown, Kofi talk about So I didn't like what you did to Roman Reigns. To do something about it. But so, that's but, neither here or there. So he comes out and he gets he gets beat down. And instead of candlesticks, instead, instead of breaking his arm or making him immobile for the match at TLC, let's go get cans of dog food, which honestly look like shit.
2: Dog food really does not look appetizing at all. So I get it. It's pretty disgusting.
0: Yeah, and, I got it. It ain't supposed to be. And it's, it looked gross. And they pour all this stuff right on Rome. And I'm just like, I was so mad. I didn't review SmackDown last week. I said, there, 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 there's no way I'm doing this. And that kind of made me mad. So now we're going to get Baron Corbin in another TLC matchup. And uh, there's no outcome other than seeing Roman Reigns. Obviously, Dolph Ziggler took the big bump on SmackDown, getting tossed off the ladder through the announce table. So obviously that's going to be set up for Corbin. We may get an end of days on the ladder, which will probably look pretty sick. But, and of course, it's no disqualification. So, of course, I see Dolphins coming out there. Maybe the the guy in the dog mask comes back out. What you think? I don't know.
2: The nonsense.
0: But I have Roman Reigns uh, winning this matchup. I don't think it's going to be that great of a main event. No. I mean, because honestly, I think Sheamus versus... uh, Warren way the TLC match was going to be a good main event back in 2015, and turned out to be a damn good.
2: Sheamus is a much better wrestler and a much better personality than
0: Corbin. Personality, yes. I, I, look, I, y'all know me. I hate Baron Corbin. Y'all look at all my old NXT uh, reviews. I I hate the anorexic test, I used to call them. <laughs> so, no. I, I didn't like him. But now I, I can s- simply say that Baron Corbin's wrestling style has improved, especially with like watching him in the finals with Chad Gable. That was pretty... i
2: No, no. I'm not going to dispute you on that. Improved and able to carry a match enough with Roman is two different things.
0: Fair. Fair. Uh, Q Flow, who do you have?
1: I got the big dog. The big dog. Oh, yeah. I need my points.
0: The big dog unleashed. That's right. You do got Roman Reigns, don't you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The big dog unleashed. And Lady Sketch, who do you have?
2: You know who I got. Even though uh, Roman Reigns is not my favorite person, I hate Corbin. Like, I feel like if I met him in real life, I'd probably walk by my man. Like, I just, I don't like dude. He's annoying.
0: I mean, the whole skinhead looking, ain't working either. It's
2: not really, <laughs> you go into the meetings, is not really appealing to me. So, I'm going with Roman Reigns. Got
0: your on that one. So, that, as of right now, that is the card for TLC. So, uh, seven matches, like I said, they didn't even know it was here. They basically used this as a stepping point, like, well, okay, well, we, we, we got to get to the Rumble first, but let's just take this out of the way, fine, so, whatever the case may be. Um, So, real quick, going on to, to the, some other news that I want to get out of the way. Y'all boy, A-C-H.
2: Who
0: is y'all boy? Uh, not mine. Oh, uh, did you hear about his latest things, Q Flow? No.
2: Nope.
0: Okay. Well, your boy Jordan Miles, he quit professional wrestling.
2: Allegedly, all together. Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: All together. And uh, mm-hmm. he made he 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 made a statement uh, saying you know why he quit, and uh, he uh, shit. I wish I had it pulled up.
2: I'm going to go look it up. You go ahead and keep talking.
0: Yeah. Um. Because uh, he, he was going, to, going through his thing, and I remember Shed from Crime Time came out and said some words to him. He
2: basically was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's basic.
0: But what also came out also is that not only after he gets any books that he quits professional wrestling altogether because, you know, he I guess he's mad at the industry because, you know, I don't know what you were he's expecting.
2: mad at our fans, the fans too as well. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Man, I mean, like, well, we've been here. We really haven't changed too much. Unless you, unless you bring, mm-hmm. b- brought in more kids. Uh, he made a comment. Uh, I I, I don't know if you, you remember Q, when He made the comment calling Jay. No, Luka. your
1: phone is going off, bro. It You're is.
0: Put on my <laughs> my apologies. Somebody's blowing up my phone. I'm like, look here, here go these Christmas texts already. So, uh, he made a comment. Calling Jay Lethal Uncle Tom. Did you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, we got a reason. So apparently he says that, uh, he used the n word. You know, called Jay Lethal. You know how us black people, you know, we call each other that. That's a that's a sign of what we just say.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what day? Apparently Jay Lethal ain't like that and slapped shit out of him.
2: Legit.
0: Legit, and then he oh, said, "Oh,
2: he pulled up on him."
0: Yeah, and then he said, "Don't call, don't call me that. Don't use that word." And Jordan Miles didn't like that too much, and he t- he did that in front of everybody. And then, uh, now once again, until uh, baby girl posts up the story. Uh Jesus
2: Christ, you guys, I'm sorry. They're posting a lot this wrestling group. It's a lot going on Yeah.
0: Here. Uh, he was he he was saying that he was upset at Jay Lethal because he didn't come to him. And he didn't apologize for what he did, and he took he, he took it some kind of way. And I, I I'm sitting there thinking like, see, look, me I'm the kind of guy is I I want to eradicate the word from our language, but I understand that I use the word a lot, and that's why on this show I have two two rules of no phones and no n-word. So I'm trying to you know, go away from that, but uh, all right. Oh oh, you pull something up here. You go.
2: So. He says here, this is the story about him quitting professional wrestling. Okay. He says, I hate pro wrestling. I hate you. Uh I Can not No, he didn't say that. Can I cuss? Yeah, he curse. I hate you shitty fans that think you know it all. More importantly, I hate the snakes in this industry. None of y'all would never say anything to me ab- uh, about me to me. All of y'all can go screw yourselves. I'm canceling my shows and I'm quitting pro wrestling. Chasing my dream was great. But you, enti- you self-entitled pricks ruin everything. I'm out. Um, And then, I believe the second part of that was when he went into uh, why he was upset with Jay Lethal. uh And he was saying that he smacked him in front of everybody in the locker room and didn't apologize, and he didn't like the way he treated other people, Um, uh, alluding to the allegations against him Uh from some of the women in Ring of Honor. Okay. So, that was that. Now, for... uh, for a part he said Ugh. he tweeted to him and he said on that note shut, shut the f up if all you can do is bad mouth and talk down people in the business after people have gone out of their way to understand and help you then f off talent gets you so far in life but it's obvious your character is one of an intention uh i'm guessing he meant seeking person who wants sympathy while burning others grow up and understand the world doesn't revolve around you this business as well as life doesn't cater to one individual so either suck it up and do something or shut the f up because this bipolar crying shit is getting old (laughs) oh attention-seeking ass he said yes (laughs) so there was that
0: so QFLO, flow your thoughts (laughs) on this whole on this whole thing you know what i'm saying I understand you want to watch the world burn. And so so in other words, <laughs> you support your people hundred percent to a uh, certain degree.
1: I love watching the world burn. Okay. So Nah. <laughs> 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 so um, I want to get this your thoughts. My first time here. This is my first time hearing it. Is, um this is crazy. I, I really think this whole thing is immature. Mm-hmm. Um he definitely needs it mm, excuse me. You act you got what you asked for. You got released from from, from WWE. You still complaining, Sam, man. Just just go scope. Go, man. If that's what's gonna help you go. But like these these Twitter fingers and all that ain't gonna help. And somebody already went upside your head. <laughs> so Very true. stop, you're lost, bro. I'm sorry I, I, I have no way to, to defend you. You're
0: lost. You know I I do agree there. first of all, I don't get off how Carla. Jay Lethal Uncle talk because he slapped you for calling him the N-word.
2: I think it has something to do with another wrestler, too. and But that's why I'm mad. I can't find it, the whole story about why he was upset with Jay lethal But, um, and I'm guessing it must have been a wrestler who was not black. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, I just, I don't understand. I'm still trying to find it. Yeah. I don't understand what, Uh, okay, there you go. He goes in depth with his issues with R.O.H. With and Jay lethal
0: Uh-huh.
2: Okay. He says, I asked to leave both promos- promotions, hated working for a grown man who didn't have the balls to look me in my eye and tell me the truth, Hunter Johnston. Even leaked a private meeting we had to the dirt sheet. Lethal slapped me in a hotel room because... Wait, did you pause me? I said you talking. I'm sorry, I didn't see you. Uh, Lethal slapped me in a hotel room because he didn't like me using the N-word, which he uses as well. Oh, Jesus. He tried to pull... I'm guessing he that meant his, his bitch card in front of the locker room, but I defended myself. I hit him back and took him down, and I was told I had to apologize for it because it would be in my best interest. Jimmy Jacobs, a person who I respect, was the reason I felt I had to. When I went to Lethal, he never apologized to me for putting his hands on me. All he did was tell me how he's felt with racism, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but not once did he, say, did he ever say, my bad for hitting you. So to this day, I'll say it loud and clear. I don't like him. I never will. Stop asking me to apologize for what I've said because I won't ever. ROH locker room was the worst time I'm in my career for me. I'm over it. I don't care to talk about it. And I'll do whatever's in my powers to make sure I'm never ever belittled, embarrassed, or bullied again. No, I'm not crazy. I don't need to chat with a doctor. I'm completely happy. I have a crush on Caleb Braxton. Random. I'm far from fine and... I'm far from fine and good, I'm super. Okay. Where I'm from, that word, the N word, isn't to belittle anyone. That's my culture and how we communicate. If he would have pulled me to the side and spoke to me like an adult rather than trying to belittle me in front of others, I would have listened. Going into ROH, I was excited to be around Leto just because he was another African American who I thought was someone I could look up to. But after he hit me and I saw him, I saw how he acted towards others, I lost all respect for him. And when asked about the comment, I saw how he acted towards others. They said, he said, "Ask the female talent." Apparently, there were allegations made by Taylor Hendricks against him in 2018. Okay. So it it was this whole thing was just random. Like, what did you have with a crush with? Kayla Braxton had to do with any of this? I, I, <laughs> I, I, like, I don't get yeah, that it. That is random. It was hella random, right? I was just like, "What are you?" That is random. So, yeah, he was just really upset because he hit him back and they told him that he had to apologize. Like, I guess the company told him he had to apologize to Lisa because he's a top guy. Yeah. And he did it, and Lisa didn't apologize to him, so he's mad about it. So, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't.
0: I want in this world for my people to succeed in anything to take over, whether it's swimming, golf, a uh, uh, baseball wrestling anything that, that hockey whether it's a predominantly white thing or not I, I want you if you have a passion for it excel in it but this don't help
2: this ain't it
0: this don't help the movement this don't help the call, especially when you have legends in the business that are trying to steer you in the right direction and t- to, to, to the point to help you be successful Especially when you to look at people like Booker T and Mark Henry. Hell, even The Rock. Mm-hmm. hmm uh-huh. You know, and then... I, I, I want to know, like... How do you view... These people... Because they don't... Act the same way you do. Do you lose respect for all of them also?
2: But my thing is... That's not the issue. Because we know Booker T bought their life. All right, uh, that, That's not a secret. He, he went through some shit. Uh-huh. So... I really feel like he's just young and dumb, and he hasn't gotten to the point where he understands that what he's doing is detrimental to him. He thinks he's just standing up for his point, and he's making himself his heard and known, but not realizing that in the, long one, in the long run, you're not doing anything, any favors for yourself. And he's probably looking at real short-sighted right now. Like, he's making a lot of noise. And everything, but that's not what you really need to do. If you want to make long-term change, you gotta be willing to play the game to an extent. Yeah, But you also gotta know that even if you do want to make a whole lot of noise, there's a way to approach it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And this is not it. I just, I don't know, I feel like he's being young and stupid right now. Even if he does truly uh, respect the people who have been <coughs> trying to set him straight, I don't think it's I don't think anybody, Anything anybody can do Except him right now mm-hmm. He has to come To that realization I mean I, that, And that's That's all I got for dude I, Cause He's just out here Acting a damn fool
0: Yeah And I I don't know I mean Quit the rest of the business Also was like Bro no matter where you go
2: But I think he also Didn't really quit Like he had another show That he's gonna do Apparently after that I don't know So that's why I'm like Bro just Stop talking Like shut your Your social media off For a while
0: be like Marlon. Mar- sometimes you know he- the mental thing is real. There's a documentary, y'all, that I want y'all to, to watch on Mar. Ronaldo that came on Showtime.
2: I remember it coming on. I never watched it
0: though. It's called "Uh Mental Rock and Roll" or, or something like that. So Marlon Ronaldo bipolar story. rock
2: and Roller.
0: bipolar rock and roller. Yeah, I just watched it the other day. Damn good documentary. To the point where when I watched it, I'm just like. Corey Graves, you a dick.
2: You see why he acts the way
0: he does, basically, right? Yeah, but because this man really can't get outside his head. Mm-hmm. He really has a chemical imbalance that's actually freaking scary. Like, they, they have video clips of this guy mm-hmm. doing breakdowns.
2: Of Marvel having a breakdown? Yes. Jesus
0: Christ. Of uh, when, uh, uh, when the traumatic experience started and everything. So when I was watching it, it made me just think of, you know, the stuff that Corey Graves was saying to him. And I was just like, "But how, how insensitive are you?"
2: I feel like that's the problem. A lot of people now feel like we are just being too sensitive with people, like we're handling people with gloves, like they're porcelain dolls, and we shouldn't, because we haven't been. And that's not how that works. I also think it makes a lot of people uncomfortable to actually have to confront mental health, uh-huh. um, so they don't—they don't like to. Think of it as I need to consider my words with this person because they have an issue. They there are some to, like people who totally think like it's all in your head. You not really you if you're not depressed. You just sad or um stop you know to stop bullshit kind of thing. Like they they really don't take it serious. Uh-huh. Um. So and they don't like to confront it. So I don't know. I I don't know what's <laughs> what's wrong with Corey Graves. Um and after knowing this about him, why go after him? Like why start the nonsense? Yeah, um, I mean I,
0: I'm glad he's back on TV.
2: That's that I'm glad he's back on TV, but I'm pretty sure the original comment was made by somebody else. But you are his peer. Yeah. So I would think that you would be you wouldn't egg it on. I I don't I don't know.
0: What, uh, Kyo, sorry. Have you seen it at all? No, I haven't. No, I mean, it's it's really good. Like. I understand why he makes so many pop culture references. That the research and the studying this man does before a show is insane.
1: He's dedicated to what he does. Mm-hmm. He is,
0: but it, there's also like, and it's amazing. Like they were showing him when he has like chemical imbalances, especially when he was like younger. And because I, I a lot of this came from when his his I think a friend of his or a best friend of his passed away when he was like nineteen. And he had like a whole mental breakdown after that mm. and then he's and then he's been diagnosed with a uh, bipolar disorder and he has it and I'm like I mean, look I'm like first of all bro how can you do a job like this
2: this is like a lot it's very exhilarating exactly like to
0: do a bipolar. job like this and you have a bipolar disorder so you know I give credit for you to be out called there every week because I, I'm snapping you know saying just after the first half hour of the show but that's just me. But I, I do... Rec- I, I wanted to throw it, throw it out there. I recommend that is something that... Uh, if y'all have not seen it, it's only an hour or hour, ten minutes long on YouTube. They have it on YouTube. And I watched it. I was like, this is, a, this is a pretty good documentary. Tomorrow with the King. Stoke Park. What, what? Jerry Lower?
1: No, man. Goldberg.
0: Oh! No. You said- say the
2: King. I think it's like King.
0: Yo, first of all, you was talking about King Book. I am like, yo, I gotta watch that. No. Uh... Yeah. First of all, has anybody before I get into it? So, has anybody seen the one with the Undertaker?
2: No, I only seen clips. Yeah, we watched it at my house. Yeah, I thought. Oh wait, it, right, it was on right
0: after. But we all see the whole thing. I don't think did you? Yeah, I only saw
2: clips.
0: There were some things that they that they did not get into that I wish they did get into, but they did a lot into the Undertaker's life. I mean, I wanted to know more about BSK. And I want to know more about American Badass because, like I said, I know you like it. I think that was the worst Undertaker. That I know ever you hate it I hate American Badass. I Undertaker. felt
2: like he just felt. <laughs> honestly, I liked it because one, the regular Dead Man Undertaker was kind of just like all right.
0: Michael okay. White got you. You want to know I wouldn't say that. I
2: don't. I feel anybody like anybody that
0: looked like Sons of Anarchy, like Black. I feel like it's no, uh, it's
2: not that. I feel like it's people on the fringe. Okay. I'm the on the fringe type of person. I guess maybe that's it, but I think he seemed like he enjoyed doing that. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was him. And I, I personally like authenticity. So yeah, you know. But let's move on. Okay, you out here talking shit about me, like uh, American <laughs> badass. I,
0: I, all I'm saying is that you know they, they had a very good interview. So having Goldberg on uh, after TLC, I, I really. We want to see stuff that, that Goldberg's going to say, because, you know what I'm saying, hey, look, he's been, comp- been, been compared to Stone Cold for the longest time. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh-huh. when he first get, the ball head, black trunks. Oh, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, like the,
2: the aesthetic.
0: Star appeal. Goldberg bought money. and the you, Goldberg sold out the Atlanta arena, 40,000 people in three days wow. of build. That's wild. That's power right there.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goldberg may
0: not have been the best wrestler but that man could draw a dollar okay no I'm, 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 I believe you yeah so I mean like I'm just like man if you had more time you could have drawn a hundred people on that belt, but that's something neither here or there so I know they're gonna touch on that but there are some things now Q me and you being Goldberg fans is there yeah, anything that. that you want so called to touch on tomorrow with the Goldberg interview
1: um not that I can think of off the, off the top of my head
0: I want to know his thoughts of the whole Super Showdown match with the Undertaker. That was just terrible. Probably the worst match of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, how he's handling oh, yeah. how, how he handled, how he handles criticism. Uh, how is it really truly being like a Jewish wrestler out here on on, on this on these fronts? <laughs> Hello.
2: So, Did he go to Saudi Arabia?
0: Who Goldberg? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah He's Goldberg They don't look at him as Jewish You look at him as Goldberg It's different Paul Why Heyman his different His Goldberg <laughs> Like <laughs> what the You know Peter's though Cause look I ne- Until I-, I was like You know Getting older Getting more mature I never knew what like Jewish names were
2: I mean you can So when
0: I heard Goldberg I never thought he was Jewish
2: You can always kind of tell Like certain names Like people with the ski At the end of their name Probably have some Polish descent yeah. To them Yeah the Some type of Berg, Berg or Stein. Yeah, that's a Jewish. Stein. You can Stein.
0: tell um, Latin names. You know, is you
2: can kind of gauge. Look, look.
0: Now I'm, it's hard because everybody's I, all mixed. I, I'll be the first to admit it. I was there, Like if I, if I heard like you know Marcus, I'm like that's that's a brother. If I heard Jerome, that's a brother. You know what I'm
2: saying <laughs> You're right. Cause, you right?
0: Know, because ain't nobody ain't nobody named nobody Jerome but us. I'm saying so. But when I heard Goldberg, I'm just like that's a badass name. And I'm just like nice. but. Jewish name But I never then, when, then I'm just like you, you see this thick guy Who could like kill somebody With, with, with this little Yarmulke on and everything I'm like <laughs> Bruh You Jewish it, it it never passed my mind until like
2: I mean I think people didn't Think of things like that We You just you Looked at it like Okay this is probably A Jewish person It's kind of how They judge us for our names Like uh-huh. shanique was probably Black kind of thing Yeah But Oh know.
0: Felicia no,
2: not that
0: situation. But still, go yeah, ahead. Could, could be. To, to the point, I'm like, yo, bro, where was you at during a the helicopter? They wouldn't fuck with you. You are out you of
2: control. I'm, I'm going to check with the
0: baby. I <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> just sucked up. Like, what? I'm. you know a lot of people have been asking themselves that. They, they was, they've been still asking was Bobby Lashley was doing the civil rights movement. Never mind. Yeah. Quiet, a but, uh,. Yeah, so you know, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't mean you gonna uh, go check out that interview. So uh, that should be good. Uh, that should be good. Well, it's that time again before we get into all the other stuff, and that is the Wednesday Night War, and this between NXT and AEW Dynamite for December eleventh, two thousand nineteen. As we winding down uh, to these days, uh, next week I will probably have. Uh, the show up for December 18th because there is going to be a holiday show as well as we get ready for Christmas and the Christmas party. So, but uh, this week, so we had some good NXT action, good AEW action. Let's get right on into it with NXT. So, NXT starts off with another Cruiserweight Championship rematch between Angel Garza against Leo Rush. Now, this match was really good. I actually think that this match was better. Than their previous matchup. Now throughout the whole time, there's a little lipstick mark on Angel Garza's face, which looks like he's it, it, taunt like they came from Leo Rush's wife. I'm guessing. And Leo Rush, as you know, actually has that black silhouette and has the light shining down the championship. with a championship match. Leo just attacks him right off the back, and they go he go in it. Nice back and forth action, now usually, Angel Garza has has the gimmick where he has the tights on, but they break away into his trunks, and he hasn't done that just as of yet, so he's been wrestling this whole matchup in his tights, and I'm like, okay, so when is the whole gimmick when the tights are going to come off, so, uh, more on that a little bit later. They go back and forth re- reversing a lot of the moves that he done in the first matchup, which I like like the springboard start that Leo Rush does, that he uh uh guards the side steps and kicks kicks him right in the face. Uh they go over. It's like they're taking some brutal shots the way he like trips up Leo Rush with the apron. It's some brutal stuff. Uh as we get down to the end though, we get uh Leo Rush uh hitting the midnight out. or not the midnight, hour, that's that's the new day stuff. Hitting the, uh, what was he called? His, uh, the, the, the final call. To, uh, man, he hits that frog splash that he hits on Angel Garza. But Angel Garza rolls out the ring as he was trying to grab him. The pants break away, and all, everybody starts, like, kind of cheering, like, oh, that was kind of neat. And then he goes to the outside, tries to, to, tries to do it on the outside, but he gets the knees up, toss them back in there, and gives him that little, uh, neck. Breaker that he does and puts him in that dragon sleep that that, that butterfly dragon sleeper. And Leo Rush taps out, and Angel Garza is your new WWE or NXT Cruiserweight Championship in a very excellent opener. I don't, I don't like to say better than the first match. And then there's an exclusive that uh, Angel Garza goes into the crowd with his, his legit family, brings in his girlfriend, and proposes to his girlfriend. In the middle of the ring, so it made a, a a nice moment, a nice opening thing for us. So I enjoyed all of it. Raul Mendoza takes on Cameron Grimes. uh, This matchup I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I wasn't really into this matchup as much as Raul Mendoza picks up the win over Cameron Grimes. A pretty decent matchup. Travis Banks takes on Jackson Riker of the Forgotten Sons. uh, This match basically I, I'm not too familiar who Travis Banks Banks is. I thought they to probably just you know feed him to Jackson Riker and have him do you know something special, but uh, that's not the case here. This uh, Travis uh, Banks is like fighting back and takes some shots. I don't know when in the match he damaged his eye, but he rolls up Jackson Riker and it looks like it's, it's a near fall. But they say he got the three and beats Jackson Riker. So I don't know if they're trying to slowly plant the seeds of trying to get rid of the whole Forgotten Sons thing overall. Cause I could probably pretty much see that happening because like they said they, they really don't care about the Forgotten Sons, they really care about Jackson Riker and not the Forgotten Sons. But uh, Travis Banks picks up the, the victory here, so I was trying to see that. Uh, so, uh, me and is now going to go one on one with Dakota Kai for Dakota Kai calling her hood rat uh, last week, and me and come out there attacking her. So, me and right out the back, there's a front jacket to, to Dakota Kai, and these women are going at it, holding each other here. And Mia Yim says, "I'm not going out there to wrestle her. I'm going out there to fight her. And that's what she's out there doing. She's trying to fight in Dakota Kai, and Dakota Kai does try to hit her with the with the knee brace. After Mia Yim hits her with the uh protection neck, and uh, misses, but she does take off as she get the knee brace. She happens to take off the turnbuckle, and then she rolls Mia Yim up, hits her right on the exposed turnbuckle, kind of g- makes me a little loopy, and pins in for the win." Now, Miam, afterwards, is not too happy with this, and she beats down Dakota Kai and takes it to the production area, and there's two tables set up. So they got go back on this little ramp thing, and she does a backdrop to Dakota Kai. It's supposed to be do these two tables, but it's like her head clips one of the tables, and she just goes do one, and Dakota had to get some stitches. So uh, it was a very scary spot, but uh, Miam, uh does look strong in the end, even though losing the matchup. Uh, we have a tag team matchup now. Uh, Breezango taking on the Singh brothers. I, I, you know, I'm actually glad to see the Singh brothers and NXT doing what they can do best because I was the one that said, you know, the Singh brothers can actually wrestle. They can actually do really good stuff here. But you know, no, david been stuck with Jinder Mahal, and it has been his uh spot bags for you know for different matches that he's been in with Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar. But these guys should really go. Breeze Zongo comes out as like doctors in this one, so very good matchup I, I first of all it took a while to get going for me, but a very good matchup uh, I like the springboard Uh, the, the Falcons are from the top of by Fandango Fountain and then he gives the other same brother another Falcons Zero over the apron into the ring Then Tyler breeze has his uh, knees uh in the back of one of the same boys and then they go spring off the apron to an elbow at the bottom It gives him an elbow drop They gives him that uh that leg drop at the end. Good matchup, good tattoo matchup by these two. I I like also that Brent uh Breezango can also showcase what we've been missing on my night raw with them as well. Bianca Belair takes on Caden Carter, aka Lacey Lane from the Maya classic aka what people say Ember Moon Light. In a way, if you guys remember the Classic. So good. I'm glad that she's finally getting herself some TV time, some exposure and everything. And Bianca Belair, once again, is very dominant in this matchup. But this does give a chance for Kaden Carter to actually show uh, the moves that she can't do. She reminds me, like I said, of a little Leo Rush. Believe it or not, her Leo Rush is really cool. And if you guys see, they actually have a, a, a match between both of them. Uh, and it was actually a pretty good, energetic matchup between them two, and I was like, okay, cause she, the girl could bring it. She she she's a little pit bull. She can bring it, but uh, Bianca Belair is just a little bit uh, too much for Kaita Carter, and hits her with the EST. Oh, I forgot what her finishing move is, and pin and pins her and beats her that way. So, uh, great to see Bianca Belair back in the mix of things once again. I don't know. If they try to build up the goal against Rhea Ripley for the championship, because I really think Rhea Ripley is going to take that championship off of Shannon Baszler next week. Adam Cole comes out to uh, see who's going to win an own contender shot for his championship. As we get Finn Balor taking on Keith Lee, taking on Tommaso Ciampa. Goldie's coming home, Finn Balor, I mean, uh, Tommaso Chopper says. And at first, Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa are focusing. On Finn Balor and of course so but if uh, Keith Lee does his springboard to the ring takes out both mostly and As Finn Balor kind of gets out of the way so then it breaks down a little bit as they're doing the fight Good triple threat matchup by, right here Uh There is a time where Tomaso Ciampa hits an air raid slam on, on Finn Balor off the top rope on the Keith Lee That was a good spot then, uh, he, he uh, I, I can't tell the finish just yet. Uh, then, of course, Finn Bal gets his stuff in and does the whole, uh, tope suicide Suicida out on, uh, Keith Lee. And Keith Lee catches him beautifully. Uh, the ending of the matchup came where, and I thought it was actually a creative finish, where, uh, Keith Lee hit the spear bomb on Chapa. And as soon, see, I like how they get Keith Lee on surprise, Cause, you know, you gotta like, Build up for that, because Keith Lee shouldn't be just losing straight straight up like that, and this is another way you can book him strong, where he hit the spirit bomb on Tommaso Chopper, and out of nowhere, Finn Balor, as soon as the body drops Chopper on the man, he goes out of nowhere with a coup de grace right to the chest of Keith Lee and pins Keith Lee to win the number one contender stop. Uh, shot for the championship I knew Keith Lee was going to win uh, here but I do know his time is coming so be patient for all the Keith Lee fans like of course to myself so Finn Balor stares down Adam Cole and then we're going to get our championship match between Finn Balor and Adam Cole and I won't be surprised if Finn Balor does take the championship off of Adam Cole now it's time to move on to AEW Dynamite So, AEW begins with John Moxley against Alex Reynolds, and I am, I'll have to say, a fan of Alex Reynolds. I watch him often enough in House of Hardcore, because I live in Philly, so I see him all the time in House of Hardcore promotions and shows and stuff like that, so seeing Alex Reynolds get work on, you know, the big name TV stuff is always happy to see. I used to call him Mr. Mr. Triple Threat. But that wasn't the case here as Moxley really hits like a knee and a, a, a paradigm shift and Alex Reynolds is done. So uh, it's basically a, a squash match with Jericho and the inner circle come out and they surround the ring. And then Jericho says like, look, hold on. This is not what you think it was going to be. He goes over the history of Moxley. And I'm talking about the history in WWE. Remember they had that rivalry in 2016 where... Uh, was it ambrose uh destroyed mr plant and they had that 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 crazy steel cage match where jericho took that nasty don't take bump they bring up all that stuff and he says but i got you out them waters now we here and now you should probably be we should join forces and join the inner circle and then uh he was saying look you get, take some time to think about it. You give me an answer by was it, like next week or two weeks away from uh, from now? So he gives him a little shirt and just kind of walks off. So obviously we know Moxie's not going to join the inner circle, but uh, it was a good way of Jericho trying to, you know, diffuse the pressure off of it because Moxie's going to be his biggest challenge yet for that championship. Uh, the first, uh, you know, real matchup of the night uh, is we have the Butcher and the Blade who attacked Cody last week. Is now he, he, it's going to be versus Cody and Q T Marshall. So now this match, I'm going to be honest with you, bored me at the start, but as it got, as the things start picking up, as like when, when, when Bunny interfered, that started picked up. When Cody hit that that uh, springboard cutter, I thought that was nice. And then Q T Marshall. Now once again, I don't mind big men doing cruiserweight type stuff if it works he tries to do like this cartwheel mood salt thing over the ropes and he like grabs the ropes, he's caught up on the ropes it looks very sloppy and I actually laugh when it happened but even that was too much as the Butcher and the Blade hit the lumbar combination of QT Marshall and win the matchup, after the match Darby Allen comes out to the ring and extends his hand to Cody and picks him up so looks like we have a new partnership heading in MJF comes out with Warlord to uh to cut a promo, no wait, a he did, he cut, come on, to cut a promo. Yeah, he cuts a promo, and I have to say, I like MJF, uh, 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 yeah, MJF, cause he's a great heel, and we don't see these kind of heels today. But this promo dragged, it it dragged, and it dragged, and this was a case of sometimes less is better. I'm dead. Serious. It's not to be in, so I'm just saying. But less is better. But even when, even when you got the best of talkers, there were times that the best of talkers, like The Rock, went on too long. And I was like, sometimes and this one could have been kind of cut in half. Does he say some good stuff in there? Absolutely. Uh, making fun of Jericho in a way, making fun of Cody Rhodes and his list, and also day he wants to match it. He didn't. Uh, but there was a uh, a camera guy out there. He breaks with the ring. And, uh, he tells him to kiss the ring, and he doesn't do it, so he gives him a crossroads. And I'm just like, it was just like too much was in one promo, if that makes any sense. So, uh, I, but afterwards, it was, he said he, he wants to, he'll have a match under a few conditions, and he'll reveal the stipulations in Jacksonville. So I don't know if that's really going to be in next week or after the holiday break. So I got to go go back and do a research on that one. Uh... There is a Dark Order recruiting uh, video, which I'm sorry. I like these Dark Order recruiting videos uh, for Alex Reynolds. And I'm like, oh, so he's over here in AEW now. So, okay, I'm cool with that. Uh, next matchup, we have my homegirl, Big Swole, taking on uh, Emmy Sakura. Let me tell you something. I am a fan of Big Swole. Okay. Biggs, for those who don't know who Big Swole is, that's Cedric Alexander's wife. And I think she has what Cedric Alexander is missing, which is charisma, okay? But now, I see her in the Mayon Classic. She was a little, okay, but she, she, she's a little stiff a little bit. I was like, you could tell she was stealing all of Cedric's moves. But this one, she looks a lot better. She looks a lot better in, in doing what she's doing, and her charisma it works with it. And, uh... The uh, Emmy comes out with this microphone and it's like Beatles jacket. So she tries to give her the stretch muffler, well, not stretch muffler, uh, the abdominal stretch with the microphone. And then as she does that, uh, swole, she kind of starts his chissing with it and she, she like ducks down with the microphone, grabs it, kind of does the James Brown getting up. It it, it was, it was, it was a whole thing that I I like, but uh. Uh, Swole wins with a ripcord, rolling elbow. Good matchup by, by Swole's debut here. I like to see more of her in, in a more dominant, you know, setting. I I'm, I'm not saying she's women's champion material just yet, but just seeing her there and, and getting work and stuff like that. Hey though, know, representing the sisters, man. I, I like to see my sisters out there. Uh Pack is backstage demanding another match with Kenny Omega. Uh, as we getting ready for a tag team match with Kenny Omega, Hangman Page taking on Kip Saban and Sean Spears. This matchup, like I said, uh, uh, I I knew I'm not into Sean Spears that day, and I I hate to say it that way because I wasn't really into him when he was Ty Dillinger, and that that's just me personally. So, uh, I guess they, they're trying to get get this thing over, but in the end, uh, it was a buckshot Larry and Kenny Omega, Hangman Page win the matchup. Uh, there we have the Luchasaurus taking on Sammy Guevara because uh, we had that whole encounter with the Luchasaurus and Jericho last week, and uh, so now Sammy Guevara from the inner circles where he's going to take on a uh, decent match. Uh, after the matchup, after Luchasaurus defeats Sammy Guevara with that tombstone flapjack, Jericho and Jack Hager <laughs> attack the Luchasaurus, but then of course, the rest of Jackson, uh, Jurassic Express. Uh, attack and then um they uh fight off in inner circle. Uh, they do have an announcement that AEW's next pay per view is going to be uh AW Revolution for, uh in February in February twenty in Chicago. I'm like, wow, we're gonna miss a whole like two months. But I I didn't go. I didn't did, did, did try and do those like old school WWE pay per views. I have maybe like four or six a year to see how things go out. Main event time. Street Fright. Proud, proud and Powerful uh, takes on the Young Bucks. So, once again, you know with these matches, you cannot document all of these matches with spot after spot to spot because you know we see tables, we see ladders, we see the socks, we see trash cans, we see all of that kind of stuff. Uh, And, uh, what was it, uh... The Bucks get attacked during the ring entrance, and then, uh, but they they, they they fight them off, and then um, Jack Hagger tries to appear. Dustin Rose comes out. It's a whole clusterfucked overbooked match. Trust me, in the whole thing, uh, uh, the Bucks hit a, a muscle driver on the steel on the, on the steel chairs to win the match. No, actually, I'm wrong because probably powerful do win this matchup and uh no i was right because they were about to do the muscle driver and then probably powerful kicked them off and kicked one match through the table there's a 450 and land on the trash can then they had the two chairs set up in the corner and then uh i don't know if it was say a tank got knocked off then they give him a double super kick, and they give Ortiz a super kick right on the chair. Then give him the muscle driver onto the steel, the steel chairs. And so the Young Bucks win the matchup, and they have a stare down with SCU, because they're the tag Team champions. So you know Young Bucks come for the championship. So that was what it was. I thought uh, both shows were pretty good. Actually, I think NXT won it for me this week. So uh, I enjoyed the tri- Triple Threat match. I definitely... Enjoy uh, me and coming out again getting her revenge and the, the Sam McAver I mean the, the uh say well, Leo Rush and Angel Garza opening matchup was just on fire uh, When it came to AEW, I enjoyed the main event obviously, but uh, MJ's pro went a little bit too long for me uh, Of course you didn't handle Jericho moxie thing it didn't get too much heat behind it because they're still kind of in the thing with Jurassic Express and, you know, like, a lot of they they, they mu matches and some matches that I, they didn't have no heat to me that I just really didn't care about. So, NXT picks up the win for me. But you can post that in the comments. Uh, or if you are to listen to it on YouTube, how you feel about it. Or email us at coalition at gmail.com if you guys got any type of comments or questions or concerns uh, right here on this podcast. But we're about to move on. And we, me and uh, Q-Flop are about to finish out the podcast. So, in other news... Now we got the drop of Hall of Fame for 2020 now. Mm-hmm. This is probably the, er- the earliest we've ever gotten the Hall of Fame news before. This is showing that they want to sell tickets because they had a lot of trouble selling tickets last time for the Hall of Fame. So this year, we got the first two big inductees, the headliner, which is none other than the animal Batista. Well deserved. Well deserved. because I'm, well he- I'm a Batista fan for real. And w- another well deserved, but I'm actually shocked by one. The NWO, which is well deserved in its own right, and the headline on its own right, which it probably is Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall, and Sean Waltman as hey, hey. as the NWO. Here's the thing, Did Sean Waltman is the that's first. X-Pac, right? Yeah, it's X Pac. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like AKA who? Oh, a, oh, oh, my bad. I know she's. Oh yeah, AKA. You're right. AKA X Pac, or when he was in the yo, he was called Six Pac, or Six Pack. Six-Pac. Yeah. Ugh. It's spelled S Y N X X. Dead series. Why? Dead series. So. He is going to be the first member of the Hall of Fame that was inducted back-to-back. Back-to-back. And I'm like, bruh, don't get, don't get me wrong, uh, Sean Waltman. He's not making it as an individual. He, he, he said, I said, I'll give him credit. I did like the one two three kid gimmick he had early on in his career, but most of his notable stuff is with DX, or with the NWO He's with WCW So I can understand And first of all They're, they're throwing him a bone Because The real th- th- Dream Man NWO Was Hogan and Hall And he came right. in About a month later And then he stayed there Probably as long as The Big Show came in And Ted DiBiase So I can see it and besides If he wasn't part of the clique He's not getting that spot So oh, dang My man Sting Can't get in this You, know, you said who? Sting Sting's in the Hall of Fame. I, I know, but he can't get a part of this NWO? No, because that's, that's Wolfpack. That's Wolfpack? All right. Yeah. I thought it was... Okay. No, you yeah, can see. The Wolfpack NWO was um, Sting, Nash, Lex Luger, Conan, and... Uh, if I guess if you want to make the... Oh, Macho Man. Wow. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they're not going to put... And I, I mean, maybe like 10, 15 years out the line when you start f- forgetting names. Because I'm like, Vince trying to bring Conan back to WWE right now. So, you know, I, I, I doubt it's going to happen. So, but before, I, I want to get into Batista a little bit. Because, see, I am a Batista fan. Yep. And, and I, I, one, I'm a Batista fan for a couple of reasons. Not because of, I mean, his wrestling was cool. I, I, I love the I Walk Alone song. And everything, all, all that done was great. So, but one reason why I like Batista is because he—he's just real. Yep. My man, know he. My man grew up in the heart of the hood in D.C. Chocolate City. Chocolate City. It don't get people was getting shot on his lawn. Like if y'all watch the Batista documentary, uh, "I Walk Alone," which is on the, the W Network. This man grew up straight in the hood and he takes time out his schedule to go back to the hood and I mean there are still some urban youth matters as Batista still has mm-hmm. but that's why I like the guy you know and then it's like you got a, you got this little he baby girl from you he he did he did but what what can I do? There ain't nothing I can do. I, 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 I'm long. It's kind of like if Jason David Frank wanted to take my wife, like like he almost did at Comic Con, there ain't nothing I can do about. it I can hate him, but he can literally kick my ass. So it's just nothing I can do. So I, I, I never thought
1: I'd hear that man's name
0: on this podcast. I know, never thought I would either, but I would just say I had to prove a point. So Batista comes in. He was uh, Deacon Batista. At first, with uh Brother uh, Devon, did you like that? Now, us being Christians, but oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. All I knew was evolution. Okay, I was just about to ask you. Since you seem like you like Batista as much as I do, what was your favorite version of Batista? I
1: like the evolution Batista, and I like. You were supposed to be my friend. We well, just started.
0: Ray oh my! Yeah, but that, that was actually scary. That was a scary man. <laughs> that was that was some scary shit right there. Bro. I know how
1: Ray
0: was gonna get out of that? Yes, you saw how big he is compared to what Ray was. Like what?
1: Right,
0: and this is back when I thought wrestling was real. Yeah, I was just like, oh man, that, yeah, that Batista was scary. Uh, one of my favorites was, I like Hollywood Batista from. 2010, when he was feuding with John Cena before he left, before he started really becoming like real big Hollywood, and I also, um, I do like Evolution Batista, but I think that I Walk Alone SmackDown era Batista from 2006, 2007, I love that Batista because he was he, he, he was the it thing, and he was arrogant about it, and I like for some reason I liked that about him, and He drew, I think to this date, the highest grossing WrestleMania buys at WrestleMania 21 when they did like over, what was a 100 million buys? When they went Hollywood, and mostly it's because of that main event match he had with him and Triple H. And Triple H, if you look throughout all his careers, Triple H, I think, has been one of his greatest rivalries. And I always looked at Batista as the counterpart to John Cena before Randy Orton. Now I don't know how people usually feel about that, but because usually you you in each era you had your you had your rival, you had your your um, Hogan Piper, then you had your Sean and Brett. then you had your Rock and Austin, then you had your, in my opinion, Cena Batista. Cause you can say Cena Brock or Cena Orton, but Cena Batista was the one that stood out to me the most. And then you had your CM Punk Daniel Bryan type thing. So each decade had their own kind of you know head to head on rivalry stuff. And Batista was the one that, that uh really stood out to me, you know, with that. Do you have a favorite match by Batista? Some, some favorite Batista moments or matches that uh, you can think of?
1: Um, uh, I like his feud with Goldberg, obviously.
0: Obviously uh, <laughs>
1: Um I like Uh I, I didn't Wait Then he came back Uh With the With the Uh God What were they called Uh
0: The the authority right When they tried to bring evolution back Yes And that's the That's what you do He was all slimmed down And he had the Blue yeah. Batista stuff going on He won the rumble And everybody didn't like it Yeah
1: and didn't he? Didn't he? Wasn't that when he, him and Cena jump? Uh, they fell out at the same time. No,
0: no, that was two thousand five because that was actually an accident that happened.
1: And, and yeah, and Vince Torres quad. Yeah, genius. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was funny. I put that up there. That was funny. Um, but yeah, I like that. Uh, I like the Mysterio feud. Obviously, that was scary. Yeah. And um, I'm not gonna lie. I like this return. Give me what I want. I
0: like that okay, I, I, I was about to ask which return because that 2014 return. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah, that return. No, yes. uh, the recent one, the recent one. Because he like he beat up Ric Flair on his birthday. That shit was hilarious. Oh, it was. We oh, we were expected. Because first of all, he they had that whole "you never beat me." They had that, and yes. we've never seen him again.
0: Yes, and then he played that seed. So, so,
1: so, so right, then he came back.
0: Destroy Rick. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah, that, no, that I will say, because I enjoyed that comeback better than his 2014 comeback. And I was like, I, I was excited to see Batista, but I was just like, but he's clearly out of shape. He has yeah. slipped slimmed down, and I was just like, you know, he was doing that Guardians of the Galaxy at that time, so he was just getting into that Marvel money, and I'm like, well now, he he's a big old superstar now, so, you know, uh, I I like the whole, once again, that when he does that Hollywood Batista role, I love it. That's the the kind of same character he was playing in 2010 before he left the first time. Yeah. Um, They stand out, but yeah, you mentioned that Rumble match because Batista was going to win the match. But they legit, he uh, over-rotated picking up John Cena. And the momentum just took them both over the ropes, and they both literally fell out at the same time. So that really was not supposed oh, to that really was supposed to happen. So, but Batista winning was uh, definitely what was going to be, and the cars is going to make him the next big star moving on from Evolution. And like I said, they weren't into the pretty boy, which was Randy Orton, which I was. It mean, was one of my favorites, but they was more into Batista. So. Batiste. Oh,
1: and um, I'm glad you you just reminded me that too. Him leaving Evolution.
0: Yes, with with the with the uh, thumbs down, going straight down, to go challenge mm-hmm. for Triple H. Yeah, I I loved all that. There was also one. Uh, WrestleMania 23 is when they came back to Detroit, and take Mate- won Wonder World Rumble that year. That was 20, 2007 World Rumble, which was another good World Rumble, and uh. Undertaker was going to face the heavyweight, for the heavyweight championship, Batista. So, they got snubbed because usually at WrestleMania, you win you win the Royal Rumble. You're the main event. So, the main event went to Shawn Michaels and John Cena. So, Undertaker and Batista were pissed. They were pissed off. So, what did they do? They went out and tore the house down and had one of the best matches on the card and I remember and they, they said that Batista came in the backstage shouting top that uh, between him and Untaker Dead that has been one of my favorite Batista-Untaker matches because they, they've had a good rivalry also and I, I liked any time Batista and a got in the ring where it was the last man standing hell in the cell uh, or like I said that match they had at WrestleMania that, that whole from 2000, that's 2007 rivalry they had was a really good rivalry uh-huh. and I, I really enjoyed it so much deserved to Batista and then moving on to the NWO <clears throat> much deserves them as well because I figure if DX is going to get in NWO is going to get in because DX is base, NWO is what caused DX to happen now I don't know at that time because you, t- you told me you, you started watching when Goldberg was spearing evolution when yeah. I was watching I was raised on WCW so I was there for all the highs and lows of WCW because my grandfather was a huge Ric Flair fan. So that that whole Jim Crockett Promotions and going from uh, uh, NWA to the, uh, the WCW and all that stuff. So when Scott Hall first came through the crowd, and him and Kevin Nash came on and powered by Eric Bischoff off the stage. And they figure out who the third guy was I was like oh wait a minute This is a real takeover Because we haven't seen that before Wrestling before Mm -hmm. And then Hogan came in And people gotta understand something At that time You gotta say Hogan was the biggest Name In professional wrestling ever Of course Course. it's Hogan. Man. It's Hogan. And I mean, despite how y'all feel about him or despite you know the dumb shit he say, Hogan at 1995, even though he, his star was dwindling, dwindling a little bit, was when anybody talked about professional wrestling was talking about Hulk Hogan. The man had his own cartoons he was real the 80s American. Yes. You don't talk about the 80s without mentioning Hulk Hogan, and so <clears throat> as big of a megastar he was, to have him turn on the fans was like a little shocker. To the point, like Trash Stone, people, people was crying, like Hogan really turned his back on the fans, and this man has been an icon since the '80s. What's going on? So it really. It really turned some heads. Like the NWO was life changing, not just in wrestling. I'm talking about in life. You you had you had Bloods, Crips, MS uh, MS13, and you had, Urban Youth going around here, talk about we rep with NWO. Like it was a real street game. <laughs> Yo,
1: <laughs> you see, uh, they got that picture of uh of uh Scott Hall in the hood in all paint.
0: Like a paint like looking like Tony Montana. Yeah, man. the fuchsia in pants on, bro. Comfortable in the hood. Oh,
1: I think it was like Camden, New Jersey. Yeah,
0: bro. They was out here. They serious, cause like I said, I watched it. They was having black and white bandanas. They was at, cause Kevin Nash. He said in the interview that they was trying to be the gang of wrestling. They were trying to bring something new, cause Russell never seen that before. So at the time, Tupac wore his bandana the opposite way remember he had it tied in the front so Nash and them started wearing their bandanas tied in the front so you had these urban use I'm not gonna say that word he had the urban use out here like yo we is out here riding for NWO that was a real thing and there was a time that I remember in the midnights I would go to the mall and because uh at at that time I used to live in Logan so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you catch the, you, you catch If y'all in the Philadelphia area Y'all catch the Broad Street line Y'all go right to the gallery You know So, it all around there were, You know, I, I'm in all hood They was rocking They had NWO shirts With black jeans and black and white bandanas Like, this is a real game In wrestling it, In wrestling It changed the culture to the point, where it was just like, I was like, I know you never see anything like this before. And it was, it was it was like, no, you have your wrestling, obviously, but it's something about that new world order that I'm just fucking with right now. And I remember me being a fan of it. And then, of course, obviously, when it got too many people in there, and then it got. All the, then it starts spanning over to the Wolf Pack and then NWO 2000 and the LWO, and I'm just like, okay. I,
1: ain't gonna hold you. I like that Wolf Pack song,
0: man. Oh, f- first of all, that's, probably, oh the only God, I, that's, that's the probably the only thing I like from C Murder. <laughs>
1: that's C Murder? That's C Murder.
0: <laughs> C Murder did you might wind wound up in a bike yeah. bag. That's real cool. <laughs> It's called, look. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I'm, I love the Wolfpack. So I, I, first of all, I love the Wolfpack more than the original Black and White. But I do know that <coughs> they wouldn't be able to put them in there right now because they, they, their, their roster was stacked. But C Murder was the one that did uh the Wolfpack song for them. Because Master P and the whole No Limit Soldiers and all of them, they used to work and ha- had a thing with WCW. When they was doing the hootie hoo thing, and they did the whole, oh yeah, yeah, they did the whole rap versus country thing. So obviously, we all know the family that C Murder Master PR. So mm-hmm. C C-Mur- Murder, C Murder did the song. And I was like, this is probably one of the one of the things I can answer. The list I actually like to see Murder did. So, uh, yeah, and because you, you know the the original NWO song is Jimi Hendrix. Uh, didn't know that. Yes, yeah, see, so they they, they, they took snippets... Oh oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, yes, I did, yes, I did. I'm, I had to think of
0: the song. Yes, I did. Yeah, so the original NWO song, they took a different snippets of Jimi Hendrix songs, and they kind of like morphed it together. So that H- Hendrix is doing the NWO, and C. Murray's doing the Wolfpack, so I was like, yo, they was really trying to be some gangsters out here. So, uh, like I said, when it comes to the, the cultural change and impact, that they had, it's well deserved that both these names do get in the Hall of Fame, so I, I'm curious now to see what who else is going to be in that class I am too because this, it's a good start up right now, I about to say, because that, that shut the thing down, because those are like you can't, without oversaturating you, you got to put something lower in there, there is rumors that it may be Kane and Big Show, which are both deserving of Hall of Fame spots, oh uh- Big names, bro. Exactly. So I'm just like, y'all stacking. Kane, ooh, please let Kane
1: get in, just because I'm gonna talk about Kane.
0: Yeah, who? I, I mean, is that the man is mayor now? Like, come on, now. He got to be. You know what I mean, he has he, he to be in it. And of course, there's rumor about the Bella Twins also. So, but that's probably the weakest one I can hear. For what? For
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> For what? Is Beth Phoenix in it?
0: Beth Phoenix is in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Oh, all right, all right. All right then I'll let it rock then. Okay, yeah. I mean, will the Bellas get in the, in the Hall of Fame eventually? Absolutely. It's the W Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I still think there are a couple other women that are more deserving of a Hall of Fame spot. Molly First, Holly. Molly Holly. Jazz. Victoria. Uh, Mickey James. Uh, come on now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's either here or there. So, congratulations to... Uh, both of them. Also, I have another congratulations to give out also. And that is, finally, WWE...
1: Is you petty. You petty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm not petty. i will just saying, finally, WWE decided to grant Luke Harper his release from the company. Along with Sin Cara.
1: And the
0: ascension, and the ascension that, that nobody even forgot they was working in, yeah. and there's something because it's kind of like when I found out that Primo got suspended with Bobby Roode for the drug thing, uh, from, right? And everybody was like, "Wait, you still employed Carlito's brother?" Yeah, so I miss Carlito in a way too, but so Luke Harper, which th- th- this poor guy has been trying to get released from this company. For years, and I don't blame him because Luke Harper has been w- one of the most underrated guys that has been like y'all don't understand the true talent this guy got. Especially neither the company. Especially being in his mid thirties, still being in a move like that, he had a, a, a small singles push when it was him and Dolph Ziggler, and he, he was uh, stuck in there with the Wyatt family. He had a, a scary look to him. But I'm like, y'all got to understand something. Luke Harper, y'all need to do something with Luke Harper. Then when they did the Bludgeon Brothers, I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. But y'all keep sticking ahead with Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan is injury prone. And I'm not trying to take a, no talent away from Eric Rowan. But I will say this. Eric Rowan, between them two, is not the most talented guy. But for I some reason. Huh?
1: You said, he's, you said Eric Rowan's not the most
0: talented, right? Yeah, out of him and Luke Harper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not at all. So, uh, he. Fi- I'm like, okay, so Eric Rowan decides to, uh, Vince decides to push him because I guess he likes Eric Rowan, but he doesn't like Luke Harper for some reason. I'm just like, he would not great this his release and then he finally comes back again to jump Daniel Brian has one match with him
1: they give us glimpse of the bludgeon brothers which were a good tag team by the way
0: yes was a good great
1: theme song and everything
0: and they had this throwaway matchup at god what period was that uh it was survivor series I think it was before survivor series uh hell on the cell hell on the cell hell on the cell. cell yeah and we haven't heard from Luke Harper since so finally W has come to terms with it And given Luke Harper his release You know what I'm happy for that guy Me
1: too
0: I don't know if he's gonna go to New Japan I hope he goes to AEW I, I
1: say go to AEW This is what I'm talking about And this is why I want AEW to succeed But everybody who thinks ah IQ flow hates AEW No I uh, just can't give him flowers that
0: early Exactly I was like go there Instead, you go and need different kind of stars. And you know, you come there and you be angry. Like, like it don't work out for everybody. I'm, st- I'm still not into Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger Yeah,
1: not
0: me neither. And I'm just like, for all that, you could have stayed in WWE. But I'm just saying, so it don't work out for everybody like that. But How I'm, he
1: got Peyton Royce, I never know.
0: It, it's, bro, who you telling? I mean, but, like, does it work out for, like, Moxley? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yep.
0: You know what I'm saying? But uh it don't work out too good for Sean Spears, but... Uh, having a Luke Harper, even though I obviously can't keep his name, going over to AEW.
1: Mm. Hmm. kept his name.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think Sekar probably owned the rights to that name though. I'm not sure. Oh, good. Good job.
1: Good job on your name.
0: So yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's down there, and he showed up. What's the the Russell that you say he showed up at? AWA. AWA. So obviously he's doing better for himself as well too. So I can't. Uh, I'm happy for Sin Cara finally getting released, and then Luke Harper, and then and of course the Ascension. Like I said, they was the Ascension were known as the best tag team on NXT when it was in there. Were they really? Yeah. See that the thing was, Ascension was undefeated on NXT. Wow, and if you look at the Ascension back in the day, they look totally different. I mean, when it came to the makeup and all and stuff like that stuff, that's that's the main roster stuff. But with the Ascension, uh, they, they just had like these crazy looking eye contacts in. But they were a dominant tag team, and then they got called up, and they got turned to jobbers. But nobody will ever know that because their NXT history is like almost just like wiped away clean because nobody talks about that era no more. Right. But they was known as the best tag team in NXT. And especially for how long they held the NXT tag team championships. So them coming here and it's like them not doing anything with uh the Ascension is kind of problematic. They didn't give us a reason to care about the Ascension at all. They was just used for like the Breezango skits and everything and after that. Not nothing much after that. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't. We I go over
1: there on NXT. Collecting wins, by the way.
0: Yeah. Me personally, I think the ascension may go to Japan. I don't know if they're going to AEW. I mean, not go to Japan. Has, a- Japan has, they yeah, they have a great tattoo division, but uh, I don't think that they're going to be. Uh, yeah, I I. I I think they'll probably be happier in Japan. I'm not sure. And somebody also said that this is not going to be that this is not going to be the first time that WWE is going to be doing some spring cleaning. They said, "Wow!" So there will be some more releases. You never know. Only Lorkin may get his release. I know he's been wanting a release for a while, and yes. uh, you may get people like uh, what was the guy? I was just talking about him on Raw that like EC3 because e- e- EC3 has been getting like the short end of the stick for reals. he ain't getting no end of the stick where is he bro I don't even know where EC3 is at to be all honest with you I don't even know where EC3 is at right I mean neither. uh but I, I I I do know I'm like you know he needs to <coughs> Excuse me. He needs to you know if he if he wants to do better cuz I'm saying he can go to AEW too and become become a top star over there too. And I mean like I'm not the biggest fan of EC3 but I do like his potential and I'm like okay well you've got to do something with him. And I don't know why they you know uh, yeah it's
1: a waste it. of talent. You should have just kept him. You just kept him on uh, NXT. Yeah, you're right. Cause he's not jobbing out
0: to nobody. So, if you, you know what? You make, make good sense of that for all, for all of that. You know, obviously I, I, I don't get it, but I think that's it for this week. of the stuff I had to talk about, uh, I got over most of the main topics I wanted to talk about when it came to the podcast. Uh, so next week, everybody, we are going to be on holiday because now I know Christmas is on next Wednesday. So everybody's like, well, you can still do another podcast on the weekend. But usually we have our Christmas party the Friday, usually before Christmas. But we're having it on Saturday this year. And Saturday is usually when I like to try to record the podcast anyway. So what I'm gonna do is I'll put up another holiday episode for you guys. And then we're gonna come back and do our top ten uh, uh, the best and worst twenty nineteen. And who are our top wrestlers from the two thousand tens? Oh god, this is gonna be hard. <laughs> it's who who was our top wrestlers from the two thousand tens? If they can get a top between a top five or a top ten list. Of who we think were the best wrestlers from 2010 to 2019. Because this decade is about to be over. So, we're going to bring that to you. And then also, we're going to give you guys a fantasy update on everybody's points. To figure out where everybody is where everybody's at. Because the Royal Rumble is the final stop before we go to our WrestleMania season.
1: Oh, God. Is it really?
0: Yeah. All
1: right. All right.
0: Exactly, the Royal Rumble. I like the team I have,
1: man. Damn, all
0: right. I know it was was, was, was that season. Usually, I try to get... Each season, I try to have one of the big pay-per-views in there because the big pay-per-views like Survivor Series and SummerSlam and Money in the Bank and WrestleMania and Royal Rumble all have big points. Yeah. And before the Royal Rumble, we got to do another because if you do the Royal... It's kind of like Money in the Bank. If you win the Royal Rumble... And cash at WrestleMania, that's a hundred plus bonus points. So, so yeah, that's so true. we got to see where the points is at because this one's about to be coming to an end because we had Survivor Series and I had a good night at TLC. So, uh, we, we, so we, we're going to, we're going to do that. So I will put up another, I will put up a holiday episode for you guys to see if somebody can course some during the week. So that was it for, I know it's a pretty short episode, but like I said, uh, I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed. So uh, make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com production we are a part of Spaces Philly, uh, where you get all your great these They got shows where they like both sides, Lulu and Pop and Lulu and Pop Horror War Show. And also the discontinued uh, Market Dark show, which will be coming back because stay tuned for that as the Market Dark will be on Nerdgasm Talk Podcast for the end of the year podcast on that end. So many end of the year stuff. I like doing end of the year kind of things. So. I do too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be great talking about the best of worst stuff on that. I hope you'll be a part of that as well. Q flow. Yep, I
1: will try to make it.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> also, check out the new web series that is coming to SpacesPhilly.com which is The Life of Kofi. Not Kofi Kingston, but Kofi which drops January 10th, Season 1. So make sure you guys get ready to check that out. There's going to be promotions on that all throughout uh, Spaces Philly and, of course, on uh, Nerd Coalition. And you guys can find us on SpacesPhilly.com with the No see the rest of Wrestling Podcast, uh, Nerd gas Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, and Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues. Make sure you check us out on all your podcast apps such as Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, and uh, working on Spotify. And make sure you check us out on uh, YouTube if you guys are still on YouTube. Had a YouTube Premium, but if you have Google Play, you have YouTube Premium already. Make sure you guys also. It's getting a little cold out there, so check out the Q Flow merch that he has out there on his uh on the website where you can buy like, all the q flow merch the layover the q flow and then mm-hmm. he has a new video out for the layover so make sure you guys check that out as well Please
1: check that
0: out. Uh, yes there we have and then uh we also have the Nerd coalition uh shirts also over i'm trying to get me a no gimmicks needed one uh over on spacesfully.com until we, until we get the 2020 updates uh in place, so all that great stuff comes for you guys. So remember, we're going to be on holiday next week. Thank you guys for listening, uh, for the podcast. Great time! So, once again, this is NCN Place to Be, Chill, and D, And the man, the myth, the reality, Q Flow Photo Flo, Rookie.
1: Take it easy, everybody. Have a great holiday!
0: Have a great holiday. I hope we have one or two because I, I, our parties usually be slamming. So, oh, yeah. Yes, I can't wait for this one Uh, And by the way, did your uh, special game come yet?
1: It'll be here today
0: Okay, because my wife, uh, Lady Sketch, went and and found a game After we just talked about on the podcast yesterday About you had to sing your favorite R&B and hip-hop song Oh And I'm like, y'all want me to sell that? All you gotta do is say the word I'm in there (laughs) All you gotta do is say the word but once again, guys. So like I said, have a have a wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you guys celebrate. You know, what I'm saying there, there's no discrimination over here. And once again, Q Flow, take us out. <music>